This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. When we think about fighting hate and anti-Semitism, the enormity of it can feel overwhelming. What can one person do to really make a difference? That is why so many of us partner with ADL. Together, we have a much bigger platform, but sometimes individuals can have a profound impact. ADL donor Georgette Bennett is one such individual. She saw tragedy and moved heaven and earth to do something about it, and she did a lot. She has just written a book entitled Thou Shalt Not Stand Idly By about her efforts to help Syrians ravaged by war. Georgette is my guest today, and I am honored to welcome her to From the Front Lines. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for having me on. So let's start with the title, which you take from the Bible, Thou Shalt Not Stand Idly By. Tell us what that means to you in the context of the war in Syria. The Syrian war is the largest, the worst humanitarian crisis of our time. And I saw a very important opportunity there, not only to help alleviate unimaginable suffering, but also an opportunity to build bridges at the same time that one is alleviating that suffering, specifically bridges between Syrians and Israelis, because Israel shares a border with the four most impacted states by the Syrian crisis. And it was a very direct, efficient, and reliable place through which to deliver aid. But nobody was doing it because, of course, Israel is considered politically toxic in so many places. But we were able to get to a place where Syrians and Israelis could rise above politics, could rise above mutual suspicion and hate, and work together to deliver massive amounts of humanitarian aid. How did you make that happen? Well, it's, it's very interesting. Um, we had originally started by partnering with the Joint Distribution Committee, and with them we raised money to give to organizations that were providing direct services to victims on the ground. And some of the proposals we received were coming from Israeli organizations that were providing services. And from that, I learned that this is something that we can build on. So out of that, we started a people-to-people process, which in diplomatic speak is called Track to Diplomacy, where we had a small group of influential Syrians and influential Israelis meeting together over a period of two years to identify areas where they could partner. So that was what laid the groundwork. But in fact, by working with Syrian organizations and the IDF, we were able to deliver $175 million in aid, and still counting, benefiting more than 2 million Syrian war victims. And most of the aid was delivered directly into Syria. And here's the man bites dog story. When we first were able to 
work with the Israelis to open up the border of the Golan Heights to deliver aid. The first organizations to take advantage of that were Syrian organizations. So you would have these 40-foot cargo containers from Syrian organizations arriving by ship in Ashdod and Haifa with the IDF picking up the containers, transshipping them through Israel to the Golan Heights. And then our partners on the ground in Syria would pick up the goods from there and then distribute them in Syria. Really, really extraordinary. Uh, you know, this must have been tremendously difficult. Not only are you dealing with a war in Syria, but you're dealing with enemy countries. This was There was a huge physical border, but there was also a psychological border to get past here. You know, I, I just want to read one excerpt from your book. Three to five nights a week, Israeli soldiers would come to the border fence. They simultaneously had to perform three tasks. Protect each other from danger coming from Syria. Protect themselves from weather that was always either too hot or too cold. And act as mules, carrying tons of flour, books, medical supplies, and gasoline. Imagine what it must have been going through the minds of these 18, 19, and 20-year-old youths. They were trained to view Syria as enemy territory, and here they were risking their lives to funnel in humanitarian aid. Yes, I think people don't appreciate the risks that were taken by both sides. You've just read what some of the risks were on the Israeli side, but for the Syrians who were working with Israelis, they were putting a target on their back. But the extraordinary thing that happened was that once Israelis and Syrians, Jews and Muslims, were working together, all of that dropped away and they really saw the humanity in each other and literally had to put their lives in each other's hands in order to do this work. What do you think compelled these people to help so much? Well, certainly on the Israeli side, Jewish values had a great deal to do with it. You, uh, you opened the program with the title of my book, Thou Shalt Not Stand Idly By. Well, that's Leviticus 19.16, and that is one of the core values in Judaism. Uh, caring for the stranger is a core value. Tikkun olam, repairing the world. We are commanded as Jews to respond to suffering. So I think that was an important part of it. I think another part of it um, is, is, is of strategic value. You know, to the extent that partnerships can be formed between Syrians and Israelis, one plants the seeds for future stability in the region. And for Syrians, of course, um, there was enormous need. Um, there's, there's really a great story. The, executive uh, director of the Multi-Faith Alliance for Syrian Refugees, which is the organization I founded to do this work. His name is Shadi Martini. He's a Syrian refugee himself. And his first encounter with Israelis was when an Israeli NGO approached him and said they wanted to help. And he said, why do they want to help? Are they Mossad? What is this about? And then when he learned that they had actually been delivering aid for the previous two years, he said, 
okay, <laughs> I'll work with them because they were absolutely credible. So um, the fact that that Syrians were getting help at their hour of greatest need um, was very, very significant. And, you know, when Al Jazeera first picked up the story of the work that we were doing, um, it really bashed Syrians who worked with Israelis and, of course, bashed Israel as well. So that story was put on their Facebook page. And the astounding thing is that if you look at the comments on the Facebook page, and remember, this is coming from Arabs, most of them bashed Al Jazeera for bashing the Syrians who are working with Israelis. Wow. Because they saw the importance of the work that was being done. Really, really important. So this leads me, Georgette, to ask you, what compels you to help? Well, I can answer that very easily. Number one, I'm a child of the Holocaust. Number two, I was a refugee myself, so I resonate deeply to the kind of displacement that Syrians are experiencing. Number three, I'm a Jew. And as I said earlier, uh, as a Jew, I felt compelled to respond, even though it seemed counterintuitive. The thing that really got me going, though, was a report issued by the International Rescue Committee in 2013 about the Syrian crisis. And I was absolutely stunned by the magnitude of the suffering and especially the gender violence. So um, you combine all of those things and there was no way that I could not respond. In the end, the Multi-Faith Alliance for Syrian Refugees, which you founded, as you said, delivered more than $175 million of humanitarian aid benefiting more than 2 million Syrian war victims, which is really quite an extraordinary achievement for one individual. And that's that's the bottom line. But there are many incredible twists and turns to this very contemporary story, which is all detailed in your fascinating new book, which I was honored to read before its release. Please tell the listeners how they can purchase Thou Shalt Not Stand Idly by How One Woman Confronted the Greatest Humanitarian Crisis of Our Time. Thank you, Scott. The book is available through all the familiar outlets, Amazon, Simon & Schuster, Barnes & Noble, and also their local bookstores. And uh, it's a good thing to support local bookstores. Absolutely. Uh, So everybody should go out and purchase the book and and, uh, read this incredibly inspiring, uh, fascinating story. Uh, Georgette Bennett, you are a true hero. And you've certainly shown the difference that people can make in this world. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for inspiring us. And thank you for all you do to make this world a better place. And thank you for your interest, Scott. It's a pleasure. Uh, And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Uh, Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify. To ensure that you do not miss a show, just search for From the Frontlines.